Some bad crypto podcast. Oh yeah, boy and girls. We, we've determined from our demographic research that there's some ladies in the audience as well. Hello, ladies. Joel Com here with my co-host, the wonderful and delicious Travis Wright. <laughs> wow, very nice. That was a, that was a classic uh, bad crypto intro for you all. Today on 007, uh, we will not be playing the James Bond music because that is a trademark violation. But we are both wearing tuxedos, though. Come, Joel, come, Agent Badcoin, Double O Badcoin. <laughs> How you doing, Trav? I am doing well, Mr. Joel Com. Uh, it's a beautiful day. We are watching as the bull run is rocking. There's lots of great stuff happening. And uh, it's just a pleasure to be here with you as always. Sure. I just, when you say it's a beautiful day, I think of Mr. Rogers. What would be would he my neighbor. Think, what would he think about the Bitcoin? So you have the digital currency and you can buy stuff with it. I don't yeah. understand this fandangled stuff. Just go out and talk to your neighbors. We're going to talk today for, first of all, we're going to teach you some stuff because we've learned some stuff. We've learned um, about wallets, where to keep your digital currency because you don't want to keep it in the exchanges. We're going to talk about that. We're going to refer you to the document that started this whole boondoggling, finagling, shenaniganing, Bitcoiny thing. We've located the initial manifesto. We're going to tell you about that. And we've got some news about bad coin. I think every time I say bad coin, there should be like a... (laughs) (laughs) We can make that happen. It's called post-editing. So, hey, thanks to everybody. We love you. We are so glad that uh, you love us, or at least like us, enough to listen because our numbers just continue to explodify. If you saw our listener chart, it looks like a Bitcoin chart over time you know up down up higher down up higher down because a new episode comes out travis and and we get this bump and then you know there's a day or two between episodes and so listenership falls off a little bit then we release another one and there's a bump and it's like this podcast is with bitcoin going to the moon it is going to the moon and it's 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 so amazing we really appreciate it guys the comments that we've received uh, last time i checked i think we had 35 36 36 reviews 36 reviews there we have 19 reviews on our facebook page and they're all five stars joel uh it seems to be uh that people appreciate what we're doing we're we're really taking you know this is a show for people who are trying to figure out cryptocurrency and blockchain and and understand the future of digital payments and it's it's really interesting And, and keep in mind folks this podcast is, in the beginning, few episodes, right? I would say the first 20 or so, it really is like a serial episode type of a show because every episode is building on the information that we had shared 
in the previous episodes. So if you're just tuning in right now, and this is the first episode that you've listened to, 007, we would recommend that you go back and listen to the first one because we really start breaking it down. And if over time, as you become um, you know, more appreciative of our show and you want to share it with friends, make sure you let them know to start at the first episode as well, because we really are building on every episode. You can tell there's a theme. We're talking about specific things each time, and we're helping you guys uh, build your knowledge as we are building ours. We should call, rename episode one Genesis in the beginning, right? And then as we got through the... Um, the, the Bitcoin split with the Bitcoin cash. That would be Exodus, right? Escaping Egypt. Uh, this, these are biblical references. We're now in Deuteronomy. Who, yeah, we are now in <laughs> Deuteronomy. Uh, we, are, we are leading you into the promised land. Actually, we're not leading you anywhere. Uh, we are just providing information because both neither Travis nor I are financial investment professionals. And nothing nor anything and no single thing that you hear in this podcast or on our blog at Bad Crypto Podcast is intended to be financial advice. So disclaimer here that you must do your own due diligence. Don't invest any of your money in any things remotely re related to what we're talking about without you first figuring out if this is right for you. We take no responsibility for how you as an adult human being populating planet Earth manage your funds. So by uh, listening to this podcast, you agree with the terms of service that we are not we are only responsible for our own investments. Absolutely. And we're not even very responsible with those. Quite <laughs> Although I, I have to say, um, it, before we went live here, we were talking about Neo, which is a altcoin out of China that uh, both of us have thrown a little bit into. And this particular coin has really exploded. In fact, I think more than any that I've invested in, I'm currently sitting on five times returns in value. Now, I'm not planning on selling it. I expect it to go down. I expect it to go up. And like all of the coins in my portfolio, I'm in this for the long haul. Because uh, can you imagine, Travis, if you had bought Bitcoin at 10 and then when it went to 200, you sold it all and you thought, oh, I made a lot of money. Well, yeah, you made a 20 times return on it, but if instead you had had a long-term approach, you'd be looking at, oh, what's it at right now? 3,434, that's right, Bitcoin continues to break its own glass ceiling and it is now sitting at an all-time high. All-time high every day, all day every day. <laughs> yeah, so it's getting close to 3,500 yeah. and, and uh, this post -bit cash, Bitcoin cash split has not hindered or hurt Bitcoin at all. And as I'm looking at Coinbase, Ethereum slowly, steadily climbing back now to 271. Remember, it hit a high of 400 before it went all the way down to 135-ish. And Litecoin also holding its own. It found a really nice base at over 40, and it's been sticking between 45 and 46 now, waiting for its moment. So yeah. all of the mains and the altcoins are 
well, not all the altcoins, some of the altcoins are looking quite bullish. Yeah, the ones that are that have some that solve problems, right? The ones that have value uh, besides just being a, a cool, fun coin, uh, those those seem to be growing. And we will have a future episode on Ethereum. That is an interesting topic all to itself. And uh, just because since Joel mentioned about Neo, Neo is essentially the Chinese version of Ethereum, where you can build onto it with these smart contracts and some other things and decentralized apps. So we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But um, that's one reason why I thought NEO, which was originally called AntShares, was a good uh, potential investment because it looks like that's the company that's going to be like Ethereum and a lot of enterprise businesses in America are building on the Ethereum platform. And a lot of times China, they don't like to uh, adopt the West technology. They like to, uh, you know, take it and then make their own (laughs) at least they're going to try and so you know there's no guarantee of anything this is a very volatile market cryptocurrency is very volatile so make sure you have the stomach for it which this is why by the way travis said i don't trade i'm not trying to buy low and sell high on a daily or a weekly or even a monthly basis uh you know remember it was about what six to seven weeks ago that Bitcoin hit 3000 and the market crashed down to 1800 and I guarantee there's people that sold trying to keep whatever uh, cut whatever losses mm-hmm. uh, but if they would have just held on to it it's above anything that anybody had purchased it at before so I think patience and uh, the ability to hodl hold on for dear life is the key here. Hey, before we jump into the rest of the content of the show, I want to let you guys know that both Travis and I are not first-time podcasters. In fact, uh, we've been at this for some time. I've done a number of shows, and currently, Travis co-hosts a show for VentureBeat.com, one of the leading tech pubs. It's called VB Engage, uh, along with uh, our friend Stuart Rogers. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great, it's a fun show because every week we talk about the latest in, in marketing news for the most part. You know, how do you market in the 21st century when everyone has a mobile phone uh, within three feet of them at all times, right? Mine is 18 inches away at this moment. Right. And people check their phone about 150 times a day. So that's <laughs> Actually, a- here's what's really funny. There's there's a um, an iPhone 18 inches to my left on the desk, and I just look to the right, and my Android is 18 inches to my right. <laughs> I've got my hands on both devices right now. That's just... Yeah, quick story, control, brother. and I'll let you tell people about my show, but I um, I went out, uh, was it last night? Two nights ago, was going to a concert, and I walked out the door, got in the Uber with my friend. We got about two minutes away, and it goes, <gasps> I was like, oh, no. And she looked at me. I'm like, my phone. She's like, you got to be kidding me. I'm like, we have to go back. I cannot go out all night and you know go to a thing and not have my phone. It's an appendage. It's mm-hmm. like leaving without my arm can't do it so you must have not you must have not been the one who uh hailed the uber no i wasn't but we did turn around and we did give the guy a tip for very nice very nice that was awesome of you yeah and so you know as 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 he mentioned i've done a few podcasts as well i actually did the uh, the technorati podcast back in the day when technorati was still a website right that was valuable uh, then they got rid of all their content and so we did no no more podcasts there so moved on to VentureBeat. now you you joel you've done several podcasts as well you uh, did the joel com show uh, and your latest one is what fun with joel com 
Yeah, you know, I thought it would be interesting to bring in a lot of peers and associates that are entrepreneurs, social and business leaders, but instead of talking about the usual thing that everybody talks about, their business, you know, we I get the same questions on so many podcasts I'm interviewed on. I ask them what they do for fun. I want to reveal, you know, the human side mm-hmm. of these these leaders. And so it's a short podcast. It's usually 20, 22 minutes. And if you'll just look up my name, you'll see it's a really fun logo. It's bright yellow, and uh, and I think you'll enjoy that. So so do check out our other shows. Okay, should we jump into some contentio here? Let's do it. We got some news. First of all, we talked on our last episode about bad coin that we were looking into developing our own cryptocurrency. And after our conversation with Michael Taggart at BitShares, which is a BTS, it's not only a cryptocurrency in its own right, but it's a platform and it allows you to create your own cryptocurrency, which can be then traded on the market. Uh, Well, the good news is the currency actually is available on the market now. However, uh, there's there's we don't know exactly how we're going to give the coin to you. And that's right. I did say give. Right, Trav? Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun process. We put this whole thing together. There are 10 billion bad coin out there. And so far in the circulation, there are I think there's been what about 3 billion that have been released so far. And so there are there are a couple. Uh, Joel and I are each billionaires in Bitcoin. Yeah, which, we're Bitcoin billionaires, which bad is essentially worthless. Bitcoinbillionaire.com. Bad somebody coin somebody can register yeah. that. Uh, which essentially this is this is worthless coin right now. Okay, however. What we're going to do is we're not interested in issuing a security. We don't want to have to deal with the SEC and regulations. We're not going to do what's called an ICO, an initial coin offering, which will be the topic of another podcast sometime Mm -hmm. in the future. So many topics, so little time. Uh, But we are going to give it away in order to put it into the marketplace in exchange for you guys sharing the podcast. Now, we're not giving any marching orders yet because we need to figure out in in probably either later this week or next, we should be able to tell you how you can get bad coin from us. Because what we want to do is provide a currency that not only eventually could be used to perhaps purchase advertising or shout outs or other services from the Bad Crypto Podcast, but to teach you, to give you play money, monopoly money, pretty much, that you can and deal with in pennies trading it and we're going to recommend that you go ahead and go to this URL for BitShares. It's badco.in forward slash BitShares and just sign up for a free wallet with BitShares. By the way, you'll notice I said badco.in. What is that? Well, it's our short URL. It is essentially bad coin with a dot between the O and the I, right? So it's a... uh, (sighs) An Indian Indian uh, URL, I believe. Uh, so yeah, badco.in, and you go there, and that's going to be a link to to uh, BitShares, which you can then download 
and you know you're going to want to set up the wallet you're going to get a username and uh, once that gets all set up you will be prepared for us when we start uh, giving away the bad coin give it away give it away now give it away the bad coin. so uh, from now on we're going to try to use the short url and we'll put these as links on our website so whenever you hear us reference something usually uh uh, that we're going to use again and again. It'll be badcode.in forward slash whatever. So now you know. Um, you might want to go to badcode.in forward slash bitshares and just go ahead and get your wallet set up. And we're going to talk about wallets in a moment, but you know, we were talking about one other thing that kind of helps set the stage for Bitcoin. And we've got something we want to point out to you right now that will make for some light reading material. Yeah. Light, very light indeed. So the original Bitcoin white paper from Satoshi Nakamoto, when it was released in 2009, uh, you know, this was the original document that, that put together the, uh, the idea for what became Bitcoin. And what's, what I find is really interesting about it, it's a nine-page PDF. When you're reading it, your eyes will gloss over a little bit because you're going, huh? Uh, I really enjoyed getting to the very bottom of it and seeing all of the resources that inspired Satoshi Nakamoto to actually create Bitcoin. So there's all different types of, of interesting resources. And uh, I think I will. I think I'll read the abstract for you of the original peer-to-peer uh, -peer electronic cash system, Bitcoin, by Satoshi oh. Nakamoto. Do I mean to go so ahead and bust that up? around, children. Everybody grab your, your mats and your milk and cookies, and you can sit cross-legged, Indian style, and uh, Travis is going to read to us. Yes, it's, uh, it's, not a, it's just a paragraph. Okay. The abstract. A purely peer-to-peer -peer version of electronic cash would allow online payments to be sent directly from one party to another without going through a financial institution. Digital signatures provide part of the solution, but the main benefits are lost if a trusted third party is still required to prevent double spending. We propose a solution to the double spending problem using a peer-to-peer -peer network. The network timestamp transactions by uh, hashing them into an ongoing chain of hash-based proof-of-work forming a record that cannot be changed without redoing the proof-of-work. The longest chain not only serves okay, as a proof stop, of, hold on, there's just a couple sentences left, of the sequence of the events witnessed, but proof that it came from the largest pool of CPU power, as long as the majority of CPU power is controlled by nodes that are not cooperating to attack the network. They'll generate the longest chain and outpace attackers. The network itself requires minimal structure. Messages are broadcast on the best effort basis, and nodes can leave and rejoin the network at will, accepting the longest proof-of-work chain as proof of what happened while they were gone. And that's just the very first beginning of page one. Oh, my gosh. There's my head is exploding. eight other pages for you to enjoy. You're making everybody's earbuds fry. Okay, so here's the deal. This uh, it, Actually, it's eight pages of reading, and there are some uh, illustrations there that take up some space uh, and there's also math in here um, which you know I don't understand these formulas at all so you can like you know unless you do you can go right past the math and the code but what you need to understand is this is where it all began Satoshi Nakamoto we don't know if that's his real name or not and he's disappeared we don't know if he's alive or not alive or if he is where he is but the the general idea here was that he proposed a system for conducting digital transactions that didn't rely on trust you're relying on the trust that your bank is keeping your ledger this system relies on proof and it's all 
mathematically based. It's absolutely brilliant. We're going to link to the original document for you for those that care to uh, understand a little bit more where this all came from in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. So you read through here and you're going, wow, this is this is a really smart fellow who put all this together. And uh, some of the research, some of the resources and inspiration from that, again, are at the very bottom of the document. So check that out. One was called Be Money from WeDay.com slash Be Money, which actually was talking about this from 1998. He also pulled from uh, um, a document from 2002 called HashCash, which was HashCash.org. And that was a denial of service countermeasure. He's also pulling from protocols of public key crypto systems in 1980. 80 and then also uh, an introduction to probability theory in 1957 so he's pulling stuff from all different types of, of, of eras it does hurt oh, the it brain hurts ow my phone i thought we i thought we were we're making this dumb down we, robbing we didn't, we didn't I, it's even too smart for me it's not even dumb enough for me how do we get from b money to g money because i got g money that's the google money right from all the money i made with google adsense is right. there a c d e and f money as well I'm not sure. There's a uh, the B money is actually bad crypto money. And you're going to want to keep your bad crypto money and all of your cryptocurrency in a digital wallet. And that's what we want to talk about here as the core of today's broadcast. We want to talk about how to secure your Bitcoin, your Litecoin, your Ethereum, your NEO, your Badcoin, uh, everything that you have in a wallet because you don't want to actually keep your Bitcoins on an exchange. The only reasons you have Bitcoin or any crypto on an exchange is because you're going to exchange it. Right, you're going to buy or sell through the exchange, but you know how. Like, where do you keep your your uh, your Benjamins, uh, Travis? Uh, my Benjamins normally they are in a bank, or they are in a vault, or they're in my pocket. Right. So, I mean, you don't actually keep a stack of hundred dollar bills in your vault. You probably have money stored in the bank, but it's in the form of their ledger. Right. They're not actually they don't actually have a pile of, you know, let's say you got three thousand dollars in, in your uh, checking account. They don't actually go and take, you know, thirty hundred dollar bills and put them in a stack with your name on it. <laughs> that, that's correct. Actually, the way that it works in a fiat banking system, uh, well, actually, in the fractional reserve banking system that we have, is that if we go in and deposit, say we deposit $10,000 into the into the bank, well, now that $10,000 is, is in the bank's ledger, but they're now able to loan that out up to 10 times. So mm -hmm. that $10,000 becomes $100,000 to them, and they loan out this money that didn't even exist and then get paid back Bastard. interest on money that didn't even exist. Banking and then, bastards. What a, what a scam. Well, I mean, what a brilliant industry. Uh, you know, well, well done. Yeah. And how many wars have been created over banking and money and whatnot over time? Those bankers, they're always out there getting it. They're getting paid. So Bitcoin's and other currency, uh, just for the sake of uh, you know making this simple, when I talk about Bitcoin, we're talking about all digital currency, okay? So your Bitcoin isn't really actually in a place. You don't actually store Bitcoins anywhere because they're not physical. I'm holding, you know, I, I told you guys before, I like silver. So does uh, so does Travis. We're both kind of pirates when it comes to silver. Dark matey. A ounce, a troy ounce of silver. Here you can hear it. Oh, you have yours there too. Well, I just have one, so they don't clink well. But 
There you go. You can hear it on my desk. Very it's nice, a, very nice. It's a steamboat willy, Mickey Mouse at the you know the the wheel of the ship, um, silver ounce, and that's that's physical. But you don't actually store bitcoins anywhere because what they use are digital keys that you can then access your digital crypto wallet from anywhere and there's a lot of different forms of wallets what are what are the the primary forms of wallets travis so so there are many different forms of wallets and and we when he when he talks about that digital signature that digital address that encrypted code we actually uh, show you an example of that in last week's episode or the, the previous episode i guess it wasn't last week it was sunday it was saturday <laughs> so that episode we actually talked in that we actually show what happens if you like were to transfer money that you bought on coinbase and were to transfer it over to another exchange for example bitrix how does that work and then you can see what that code looks like and it's how many 30 digits or whatever uh, they're, they're they're different they're 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 all different lengths depending upon the exchange or the currency that you're sending so your your private key which is your password could look like capital j 28 lowercase c uppercase a blah 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 alphanumerics as many characters as it takes and you'll have two keys for your wallet. One of them is a public key, and that is the address that you send to in order to store the currency in your wallet. And the other, your private key, that is your password. And those private keys, some wallets, you make up your own private key, right? And it could be a, a string of characters up to, I don't know how many, but usually at least a minimum of eight. Um, and they tell you, we recommend you do a mix of upper lower cases and numbers. And uh, some of them let you put in, um, you know, extraneous characters like dollar signs or ampersands. Um, and, or your private key could be just random characters. And in some of the wallets I've used, it's a series of random words. Um, for example, my Ledger Nano that I have, which is the hardware wallet, um, has, I don't know, I want to say 15 or 20 words that if I were to lose that hardware, I could go to their website and I could put in those words and retrieve. So my currency is tagged to that key. So I hope you guys are following that. It's not yeah. actually in a place, but if you lose your key, you've pretty much lost your coin. <gasps> yeah, and you mentioned what are the different types of cryptocurrency wallets? Well, one is the desktop wallet. So that can be downloaded and installed on your PC or your Mac. And those are those are only accessible from that computer that they were downloaded on. And so, uh, you know, desktop wallets, that's a pretty secure method. Uh, however, if your computer is hacked or there's a virus in there, there is a chance that you could lose all of your money on that. There's also online wallets. Well, now, well hang, hang, on, hang on a second. Just so as an example, you know, we talked about Neo, uh, which is Ant Shares earlier, and I just downloaded a, uh, a soft wallet that is secure today to my PC that has a, a key that only I know, and I'm able to log into that wallet and see only my Neo is stored there. My Neo. My Neo. My Neo. Okay. Uh, 
yeah so that's that so though but yeah so again you know if if you're if that computer is connected to the internet that there there is a chance that that could you know get hacked potentially right Um, lock it down lock it down and also there are online wallets those those are ran on the cloud those are accessible from pretty much any computing device that you have right so any computer that's connected to the interwebs will allow you to connect with those again those are connected and controlled by a third party and so that makes them also vulnerable or more vulnerable to hackings and theft. So you're saying, huh, well, here and, we are. We're yeah. two for two. Well, right. As an secure? example, as an example, we've referenced BitShares, which again, if you go to bitco.in forward slash BitShares, that's where you're going to want to sign up in order to be able to receive bad coin when we give it away. BitShares has its own online wallet is a decentralized wallet and so when i log in there i could actually see not just my bit shares but it also allows me to store other altcoins, uh, for example, Dogecoin, which we've talked about before, and the Shibu uh, Ina dog that's part of our logo is is based on that internet meme. It also has Steam, which is the Steemit website that has a, um, a, a social media uh, crypto reward system in place. So the BitShares is actually an exchange and a wallet to as a, a uh, method of storing online. What yeah, else we and got? I, yeah, and so that that's actually where I'm I'm storing some of my stuff there, testing it out. I don't have all of my stuff there, but I am I have my bit shares in there and I have some other things in there. All of my bad coins all up in there. All my bad nice. coins up in my wallet. Then we've got uh, mobile wallets. Yep. Right? So mobile there's wallet. some there's some overlap. There's some um, that are crypto that have both a desktop, a web-based, and a mobile wallet. And then there's others. You know, I've got my Android device in my hand, and I recently downloaded an app called Coinomi. And Coinomi stores a number of different coins, um, such as Dash, Digibyte, library credits, links, and a number of others. And I've not used it yet. What you talking uh, about, Willis? You just naming all kinds of altcoins. Ain't nobody know. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about some of them, but I'm just saying that the different, some wallets store are provided just by the coin uh, distributor, and some are provided by third party, and they bring in support for storing multiple coins. So now we've got um, desktop, We've got um, mobile. We've got online wallets. What else we got? Uh, you've also mentioned hardware wallets, right? So uh, you yes. have the Open Ledger. That's um, and how do those differ from the other ones? Well, the there's the the Ledger is the one that I purchased, and it actually stores about. It's got memory for about five different coins on it. There's another one called the Trezor um, that is more expensive and I think holds more, but essentially you plug it into your computer and you unlock it with your passcode. Uh, and then there's software on the computer, which you load up to actually see, okay, what's on, what's in your wallet. All right. So basically it's a hardware wallet. And so you put your coin on it, you write down your, uh, private key or password and store it somewhere safe and then all your little bitcoins are floating around somewhere <laughs> in that thing and finally there's one more form well, before of you go so uh badco.in forward slash trezor that will give you the link to that so you can check that out yes and then there's the last kind of wallet which is the paper wallet Yes. That. What does that mean? 
That means it's made of paper. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, you don't like, uh, like, you know, with a wallet, you stuff your bills and your credit cards into it. You know, if you got a little coin purse, you drop your silver ounces into it or you just, you know, carry them in your hand. Like, like Travis's hand is his wallet. You know, I hear him playing with the coins over there. So that's his wallet. But a paper wallet is basically um, information on a piece of paper that has everything you need to access your um, your currency. And the, the two keys we talked about, your public key, which is the address that anybody can know because that's how they send you that particular currency. And then you have your private key, which you don't want printed out on the paper. Now, the other way they represent this is with, believe it or not, QR codes. Yep. And uh, as you mentioned, or, or maybe you didn't mention, but paper wallets are actually the very highest level of security, right? Mm -hmm. That's what's interesting about this is it seems like, oh, it's a piece of paper. It's a printout. It's a, it's got my stuff on there, but it's not connected to the internet, right? And it's, it's almost the same as this. Like if you have a $100 bill, right? If you lose that, you don't have it anymore, right? Same thing, uh, and it's not connected to the internet. So transferring Bitcoin and any other currency to a paper wallet is is very simple. You just you know you take your your public address and then you send it uh, you send it to your address that's on your piece of paper. And actually, there is a link on our show notes here that that tell you walks through how to make these paper wallets it's kind of an interesting process to do that and i don't know that joel and i are either experts on that but uh, i do have in fact i have a paper wallet in front of me and by wallet i'm not saying it needs to take the shape of anything it just means your information's on a piece of paper it however could be a post-it note right there are yeah it could be there are people who um, you know, they print out a nice little uh, fold over thing that actually can go into their wallet. So they can take their wallet with them just like they carry their cash. And if they're, you're somewhere where you can do a transaction and you're going to see more and more places where this is a reality, all you got to do is take it out and scan your little, little QR code and the merchant has access to your address. Now, where we're at right now, with cryptocurrency, I, I thought of a great analogy as I was speaking with a friend today. Travis, you've been in computing for a while. Do you remember DOS? I remember DOS, yes, absolutely. Okay, so before we had, you know, what you see is what you get. Before we had the Apple Macintosh, before we had Windows of any kind, we used our, on our PC, we used something called disk operating system, DOS. It's before where- Before the mouse. Before with, the mouse. Before the mouse. Mm -hmm. um, and disk operating system was a completely text-based operating system that ran your computer. And I'm a big gamer. I've been playing computer games since there were computer games. And back when there was DOS, it was tricky sometimes to get games running. You know, today we put in the, you know, we download the software, we install it, and boom, everything works. It just works. But there was a time where it didn't just work, and it took a little more tech savitude. How's that? There's a new word. The new word for the, the show, savitude, to be able to get things up and running. Well, some things in the crypto world are more user-friendly, which is why we refer people to Coinbase. If you want to get started, go to bitco, uh, badco.in forward slash Coinbase. Okay, that's an easy way to get started, but some of the things that we're dealing with are more complex, and it reminds me of using DOS on the computer. 
And I think this is why, Travis, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I think this is why crypto has not yet made it into the mainstream because it's still technically too difficult for the masses to capture it. Yeah, and that I think that was one of the things we were talking about last night while we were playing around with the bad coin. And uh, there's just these little intricate things that happen with when you're the bad coin. When you are, you know, dealing with with some of these technologies here, you know, Joel and I are pretty savvy, and sometimes we get bumps in the road, and we're like, "Oh my God, are you serious? Why is why is this doing this? This, this is frustrating as hell," you know. Yeah. And uh, and it's it's laughable, but that's really that's really the truth is that. You know, if you are completely non-tech savvy, there are going to be some challenges that pop up. And, you know, we are not, Joel and I are not cryptocurrency tech support. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I know that we we are your, you know, guardians and guides into the world, but you're on your own. (laughs) Yeah. So what you want to do, and we're going to link an article on coindesk.com about storing your Bitcoins. And the last part of it is about securing your wallet. And I'm not going to go through what each of these mean, but encrypting it is one way. Backing up your wallet, you know, uh, to a different place is another way. And taking it offline, taking your printed wallet like this one I have right here for my Neo and putting it in your safe or, or storing it off location and, you know, in another vault or something, it's called cold storage. And so uh, I think we covered wallets. there pretty good. I think uh, you guys should have a good grasp of it. Now, everybody nod your head. If, if you've learned something today, I learned I, something. I see that head. I, I see that head. I see Very that good. head. Hey, you know, VPOPs, who I don't know who VPOPs is necessarily, but this review just came in on iTunes. Uh, Apparently, he knows me. He says, I've always followed Joel to keep on top of those areas where I'd like to be an early adopter. I realize he's not an investment professional, derp, but I just want to learn more about cryptocurrency before I start investing myself. And that's why we're here, gang. And we want you to get involved with the bad crypto community. And to do that, we facilitated a lot of different ways for you to connect with us. What are some of those ways, Trev? Yeah, so you can connect with us. uh, And we're making it easy, right? So we're making it really easy for you for these links. Now, you can subscribe at badco.in slash iTunes slash YouTube slash Stitcher slash slash play. What's the other one? Slash SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Um, you can connect with us on the Twitters. We are at Bad Crypto. On Facebook, we are Bad Crypto. On Instagram, we are Bad Crypto Podcast. On Reddit, our username over there is Bad Crypto Podcast as well. Any other places? We got them all. We got all the places. Um, I think that's that's all of them. Oh, Bad Crypto Podcast at Gmail dot com. Right? Did yes. you say that? Oh, and you can phone call us. We have had some people calling us and leaving us the messages, which is fun and friendly. Yeah, that's right. Our phone number is 708-885-9030. That's 708-885-9030. Operators are standing by. And by operators, I mean Google Voice and our voicemail that will greet you so that you can leave your message and uh, use it for whatever you want. If you want to ask us a question, if you want to give us a comment, uh, whatever it is you want to talk about, call there and be brief. Uh, And if, you know, your question is relevant to one of our shows or comments, we might go ahead and include you in a future episode and make you a star. Absolutely. Yeah, we actually had a, a question from Jack Muir 
come in about that said, hey, we love the podcast. One question about my first Bitcoin on the Coinbase exchange. You mentioned wallets. Can you explain and recommend one? Is it okay to just leave my Bitcoin on the exchange? Captain Jack, we just answered you. We got a, we got, we put together a whole show just for you, Captain Jack. Boom. And with that, the icing is on the cake. Thanks for listening to episode number seven of the Bad Crypto Con- Content. What is it? The Bad Crypto Podcast. And you could tell it's a good time to end because I'm officially out of words. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often, folks. I, they're just stumbling over each other. All right. On behalf of uh, myself, Joel Com, and Travis Wright, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Stay bad.